Welcome, welcome friend to the business of personal brand photography. My name is Paula Brennan and I'm so delighted that you have decided to join me here. Now today what I wanted to share with you is a little bit of lessons and a little bit of observations that I deducted from my recent bout of teaching in-person workshops. Now, I have been formally guiding and teaching photographers for about six years now, right? Of course, I was doing this kind of like, I guess, for years before when I had like assistants or second shooters. However, I think you could pretty much say that it all kind of like formally kicked off about six years ago when I started mentoring 101 and then of course created some formalized courses. Now, of course, most of this has been online, right? So particularly since the pandemic, everything that I've been teaching practically has been online. So it's it's really only been in the last maybe 18 months or so that I've actually been able to teach and connect with other photographers in real life and not through the Zoom screen. And so, yes, I have just returned from teaching some folio building workshops and I have to say it was the best. I absolutely loved it. Like I truly love the in-person style of working with other photographers. I'm going to say because for one, like I'm super tactile. I love hugs. <laughs> so to finally kind of get to meet the people that I've literally been, you know, teaching and mentoring for years and watching them grow in business and, you know, like to to finally get to connect with a good old hug, that, that kind of makes my heart happy in the first place. But I think more so when I observe other photographers working in real life, I actually learn so much, right? I mean, you know, I've been a photographer for 24 years. I, as I said, I've worked with other photographers across the years. Um, but I guess essentially, you know, maybe for the last 10 or so years, I've just been working with the same team, right? So even though I have been teaching the business side of photography and, you know, like working with photographers from all over the world, I recognize, of course, that the photographing side of things of the job is still, you know, it's still primarily what we want to do. Of course, I love to sort of help people to get ahead with business, but I understand that the photography part of things is still the part that can really, I guess, hitch people up. So it was great to be like able to be literally on the floor and in the room to, to kind of see where people get snagged and to understand that. Yeah. So today what I wanted to do was, was literally just share a few observations that I picked up and maybe things that I learned about the art of photography from watching others. So let's get started, shall we? Now, the first thing that I recognize that was huge for me and I think maybe I've forgotten about this because, you know, it hasn't happened to me for quite a long time, but I think it's that confidence behind your camera is absolutely everything. Because when we were doing the workshop, I did notice a few photographers getting notably flustered, you know, so much so that the models were well aware that things were not going necessarily how the photographer had hoped. Now, please don't think this is a criticism because I've literally seen this happen to some of the best and top wedding photographers that I trained with too. And I know that this has happened to my to myself, like, hundreds if not thousands of times over okay so I'm I'm totally owning this from my own past and and even my present right you know but if you can exude confidence then your client will feel confident in you and this is 
absolutely going to come through the lens. Now, I do know that this one is not always easy, okay? Because things just, you know, we all know they, they just don't always go your way. And a lot of photography, particularly with people, it's problem solving, right? You're thinking like, I mean, how do I make her arm look more comfortable? Or what is it about this that isn't working right now? Or what light do I need to add? And and where does it need to go? Like we all go through these questions in our mind when we're on the shoot. However, I'm going to caveat this and say, it's important that your client doesn't see this in your face. Sure, they can see your thought processes, but you don't want them seeing it like, I have no idea what to do with her arm or this shot just looks terrible and I don't know how to fix it or I have no idea how to get the light right in this one. You don't want them seeing that, <laughs> okay? They want you to, you want them to see you maybe being curious, but you want them to see you problem solving too, right? And getting through it. Now, I'm going to be honest with you and say, I know that if like nothing is working, most of the time, my client will never really know, okay? I'm really good at masking it by now. I've been practicing it for a while. Um, or I'm really good at moving through things really quickly. In fact, there's often times that people will hear me say, at least once during a photo shoot, I'll say to my client, look, this isn't really working. Let's go and try something else, okay? Because they can feel it when it's not right. They can feel when your confidence wanes. So it's really, really important for you to move on really quickly if you can. Or else, and this is something that you need to keep think about, and this is stuff that you do need to be conscious of, is that I think you do need to develop like a kind of like a poker face, right? (laughs) Now, I'm going to say I definitely had a poker face and I have one right now, and it was probably developed during the wedding days, I guess. Um, That way I didn't look flustered and like if you get overwhelmed, I guess the thing is, is you can literally change the whole energy of the day, right? And let's say like with a wedding, right? If a bride loses confidence in her photographer, the one, you know, the one person who is literally responsible for capturing the smiles and the energy, it can all go pear-shaped pretty quickly. And it's very easy for you to lose your business client too, particularly if you're working with insecure women, if you're working with a woman who's time poor and she's not got time to, to waste with you, or if you're working with somebody who is a little bit nervous or anxious to begin with, right? So I think there's one thing that you can do to be really, really proactive about this. And obviously you want to work on your craft and, you know, not hit these snags, but you are going to hit these snags. So I think it's really important for you to become really conscious of what your face is doing. Okay. Because that's really going to change the dynamic of the confidence that your client has with you. Okay. Now, it's not something obviously that you want to overdo. (laughs) You do need to find your own sweet confidence face, if you will. But I do think it's kind of like a good selfie face. You know, it's like my 16 year old daughter has literally got the perfect selfie face down pat. Anytime she pulls down the, the mirror in the car or anytime she pulls up her phone to her face, she has this practice selfie face. And I think that your poker face on your photo shoots can be practiced and it's something that you can definitely become aware of as well here. Okay. So my lesson here with this one is practice your poker face. It doesn't need to be fake, right? It doesn't need to be overly crazy like a joker face or anything like that, but it does need to exude confidence. Okay. Now a trick here is that I find that taking deep breaths whenever things go to literally to the shit um, is the best way 
to take stock, yeah? It brings you back to your center and oftentimes when you've closed your eyes, taken a deep breath, you'll find that you've just got a much more pleasant face, okay? (laughs) So (laughs) that's just the poker face I'm thinking about. It's just how do you find that calm? How do you exude that confidence? Even if like a, you know, like a duck underwater, your feet are paddling and, you know, all of that kind of stuff. How do you make sure that on the surface that you look calm and you look in control? Because trust me, if you can develop this skill, it is literally going to change the way that your clients perceive you when you're on a photo shoot. If you're all red and sweaty and getting overwhelmed, they're going to feel that energy and they're going to, you're going to see it. You're going to feel that energy through the lens and you're going to see the creases in their forehead and you're going to see fake smiles because they're trying to overcome it. And there's lots of stuff going on behind where they're going, what is this? What's going on? Whereas if you can have that beautiful centered poker face, (laughs) then I think that you're going to find that everything's going to change. And again, just taking that deep breath is going to help you to get centered and it's going to help you to find your calm inside of that storm as well. Now, the second thing that I came across and that I kind of observed is that connecting with people on the other side of the camera is crucial. Now, I know that in early days of, you know, your photography, you're going to feel insecure and you're most likely going to be like checking the back of the camera and you're going to be, you know, like looking down a lot and and that kind of thing. However, when you've got a real person in front of you, I like, I don't know, like, I don't know if it's just, if, if it comes with time, but are you actually looking and connecting with them on your photo shoots? Okay. Something I've observed in myself is that I know now it is way more important to me that I connect with the person than get the camera settings right. Now, I shoot manually. So, of course, I'm constantly needing to check to make sure that my exposures are right. But as soon as you go looking into the back of the camera, you start to lose connection with the person, right? So, I'm going to say here, it doesn't mean that you don't check, right? I think at the start of a set of images, definitely have a quick look and check. But more what I'm talking about here is when you finish, okay? When you round off a set of photos, I find a lot of us photographers can go straight into the back of the camera for our own reassurance, but then you start to lose connection with the client, okay? I want you to think of this as like a teenager going into the phone, you know what, as soon as a teenager goes into the phone or anybody actually, not, it doesn't have to be a teenager, as soon as somebody goes into their phone, they instantly lose connection with you, right? They start sort of like going into the zone, whether it be through social media or something like that. And I think you've got to be careful that you don't do the same thing as a photographer because you can lose that human connection. What happens when you're shooting somebody is there's kind of like a loop of energy, right? And there's that kind of like relationship and there's that kind of connection that you both have for the time that you're sort of like keep pressing the button, keep guiding them until you get to that that point where you feel like you might've finished it. You feel like you might've got it. Now, if you go straight into your camera and start spinning through your camera, you're going to cut that loop off. Okay. You're going to cut it. So what I want to try and encourage you to do is to stop checking the back of your camera as much in that initial part. Give the client the reassurance that you've got it and then go. Tell them that we finished this sequence of photos and then come down. Look at them and tell them that you just want to take a couple of minutes to check the photos and then go and look. But don't go straight into the back of your camera. Now, there is a similar disconnection I find with the human 
when you're remove the camera from your eye line and you might be shooting and looking not through the viewfinder but looking through the display panel on the back now I know that the technology has changed so I'm not trying to be like an old dog here okay but I want to explain something to you when you are photographing models models are used to connecting with the lens they have a relationship with the lens and so i feel like as a photographer it's totally fine to stick your camera on a tripod and maybe step away from the camera and get them performing to the camera however the average person is not a model if you're photographing people in business if you're photographing women if you're photographing men if you're photographing anyone who's over 35 say who didn't grow up with an eye phone or an Android sitting in their back pocket, you've got to understand that their relationship to the lens is probably quite fraught, okay? The camera itself as an object can bring up so many feelings of insecurity and it's our job as the photographer to connect with that client through the lens, right? Now, I believe that if you're positioning yourself away from the lens too far, that there's going to be a disconnect in that connection, if that makes sense. The human to human thing with the lens in between is disconnected slightly. So I want to encourage you to try and stay close to the eyeline of your client and the lens. Now, do you know what I'm saying? So this is this does mean sort of almost sitting behind the camera body, sitting behind the lens somehow, sitting and looking through that viewfinder again. And it's solely because I think that the client relates to you, the photographer, and the second you push the camera down, there's that disconnect. The second you pull the camera away from your body or that, that eyeline factor, you know, like when I'm looking at people, you know, we're ducking out, you, you've got your camera up to your face, you're ducking out or you're looking across slightly, but you've also always got that other eye. Okay. So I don't close my other eye. I actually keep both of my eyes open when I'm looking through my viewfinder. And so a lot of the time I can connect with them through the two eyes almost, one eyes through the lens, the other eyes on the outside. Now I know that's not an easy task, but I want to, I want to sort of say to you is, is try as much as you can not to break that connection. So whether it be through the lens or whether it be that connection that happens just after somebody has finished a set of, of, of exposures and you've finished just a run of images with them, because trust me, it, it's going to really help them to feel more secure. They'll feel so, so much more secure with you and with and with that energy connection between you and you won't break that loop between you, okay? I know it sounds stupid, but I guess the lesson here is, is, is trying to really become aware of how you're connecting with the client. So it's really about being mindful of looking them in the eye, staying close to your lens and then keeping that energy connection until you're finished, yeah, and then giving them a noticeable kind of like break as well. We've got this. Thank you. Let's move on and then go to your camera. Okay. Now, if you go to your camera and realize that you've made a mistake, you can always turn around and go, Hey, I didn't quite get that shot or your eyes were closed or something. You can always get back into it, but you just want to finish that off for them. Okay. So that they don't sort of sit there going, are we finished yet? I I don't know. And they're not kind of trying to look and perform down to a camera when you're a meter above it. Do you know, like there's just that disconnect. So as much as I can say, please try and keep that connection with your client as much as you can.
Now, the third thing that I noticed, and you're probably going to go, Paul, I've heard this before, (laughs) but I do really think that it's easy to get very waylaid and distracted and go all over the place without a plan in place. Yeah. Now, if you've heard me and listened to this podcast, I am a stickler for a good shoot plan. I always have my shoot plan shot list sitting nearby and I'm not afraid to reference this in front of the clients. My clients are all aware of this shoot plan and that's totally fine. Now, completely with my level of experience, I could run off piece and to be honest with you, I really don't need a shot list a lot of the time. However, we all have brain farts during photo shoots. Okay. It can happen at any time. Like how many times have you been on a shoot and you're, you're so in the flow and then all of a sudden something happens to just jar the shoot. The weather turns, the wind comes up, the clients ask you to photograph something really stupid or their friend or someone else suggests something really dumb and you're like, oh my God, I really don't want to photograph that. And it just re- removes you from your flow. Um, maybe your camera card comes up with an error reading or perhaps your flash isn't firing the way the way that you want it to. And then bang, you lose track and something ridiculous happens. Like you forget the client's name or you just start to panic and everything's just goes off kilter. This stuff, it happens to everyone. Okay. So no matter where you're shooting, I want to encourage you to try and always come up with a plan because it is literally like giving yourself goals to achieve then you can know that you've achieved them or not achieved them and then you can move on, okay? Like I do believe that if you don't have a clear picture in your mind of what you want to achieve in a location or in a particular outfit, you are just going to fall peril to shooting the same thing over and over or you're just going to keep overshooting in the one area or in the same like outfit and you're going to end up giving your clients a set of photos that all looks a bit samey, samey. And it's all because you get insecure. If you don't have a plan and you don't know when you've achieved it, you get insecure and you just keep kind of going over and over and over the same thing because you just don't have any markers for achieving success on your shoot, right? Now I go deep into this on Behind the Business, that course, my signature course, um, because I know that this shot list is Do you know what I'm going to say? (laughs) My shot list, it's actually the real boss on my photo shoots, if I'm really honest. It is literally the thing that guides everybody, okay? (laughs) So, but I think I need to encourage you, particularly in this business space, you know, like in in some genres, it's really cool to like keep flow posing and like, you know, move them through lots of different scenarios in the same thing, particularly like let's say you're doing weddings and you've got to build a wedding album. You kind of want a story of photos that all kind of feels cohesive and all feels like it's, you know, it's flowing from one thing to the next. When you're shooting portraits, it's often that development of relationships and that storytelling of that kind of thing. But with personal branding, you kind of got to get the shot and move on. You know, you've got to move in and out quickly or reframe things so that it looks different, but you kind of need to have that plan in place. Otherwise, it's so easy to just keep getting caught shooting the same thing over and over. And I am completely talking from experience here. 
because I've done it. Okay. So <laughs> it's, it's not pot calling kettle black here. I'm literally, I've been here, but now I've learned how to move out of it. And it's definitely the shot list, the boss, AKA the boss on my shoots that um, has made that change for me. So the lesson here, I guess, is like, no matter how much time you have, please take time to map out a plan and a shot list for yourself. And I'm going to say, if you can do this ahead of the the start time, that is 100% obviously optimal and preferable. But listen, if you're just on the fly, like let's say you just arrive to a cafe, all right? Um, if you just arrive to a park, just do a walk around, take notes, just give yourself a couple of minutes to survey the area and give yourself some time guidelines and make sure that you've got a list of everywhere that you want to hit. Okay. Now I love the notes app in my um, phone for this. It has those gorgeous, like open circle loops that I get to tick. I get great satisfaction from ticking those puppies when I've nailed a location or a setup and I'll literally go down the list and make sure that I've, I've, I've hit everything. And as I said, I'm 100% transparent with my clients that this is how I operate. I don't feel like it makes me look like less of a creative or less of a artist. In fact, my clients really respect it because they know that I'm like organized and I'm disciplined. Okay. So difference, there is a difference with personal brand clients and that sense of organization is really important to them. So my friend, I hope that these simple lessons will help you to improve your future shoots. Uh, This is what the whole goal of this podcast was. So hopefully you've been able to pull some little nuggets out of this one. And I am very excited to share more learnings from my in-learning experiences in the future with you. All right, my friends, I hope again, you've enjoyed this episode. And if you have, can you please maybe consider rating and reviewing? It really helps other people to discover this podcast. And if you haven't already, make sure you subscribe. You don't need to wait till you get the emails from me each week. If you have subscribed, this will just literally pop up in your podcast app, whichever one you're using, whether it be Spotify or the Apple podcast or the Google app. So whichever way you go, and whichever way you're listening, make sure you hit that plus subscribe button and that way you will be up to date with new episodes as they drop. All right, my friend, I'll catch you next time.